Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And it's Halloween! Today is the day, October 31st, 1978, or We're presently. 45 years ago. Yeah. Anniversaries and all that. Halloween H45. Mm-hmm. That's Halloween 1 today. Yeah, Halloween OG. The first one. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it seems appropriate. It's Yeah, I mean, we're going to do the whole thing eventually. Um, the biggest thing is that, like, you know, today's Halloween. So, yeah. Uh, so and why not? We'll probably do one every Halloween until we're done with them. Yeah, so yeah, like 13 years of Halloweens. I'm sure we'll do the one a month deal on it. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like take a slower pace than the Friday the 13th ones. You know, I hope you're ready to just step into the long haul. <laughs> this is a long-term project. Really long-term. Yeah, well, there's so many of them. This is the... Yeah, there's 13. I was, yeah. This is the Helen of Troy of fucking... Uh, horror franchises like it's a face that <laughs> sailed like a whole bunch of ships yeah. <laughs> michael the that fucking kirk mask fucking launched a thousand fucking movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's how it works uh yeah so it's the first one kind of the proto slasher i mean you could argue that psycho is like yeah that's the good first point. yeah it probably but, actually has a pretty good claim to that. But in terms of what everybody popularly knows, the things that happen in a slasher movie, they happen in Halloween more so how, than in Psycho. It's the fucking blueprint. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, we did Friday the 13th and are continuing to work on that. But that cribs so much from this movie. Yeah, the first one basically rips the entire this off. Like... Except for the big twist, Michael Myers doesn't turn out to be Laurie Strode's fucking mom, or even though that'd be pretty interesting. But or depending on who you ask, he could even be her brother. Gasp. Yeah, depending on I don't know what fucking timeline or universe part of the Halloween multiverse this exists in. It you know that's kind of its own thing. That's kind of weird about Halloween. It really is. It has like these whole. There's this one set of movies, and they're like, no, 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 no. We're just going to make a bunch more movies that are directly a sequel to Halloween. And then, no, 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 no. Rob Zombie's going to come in. He's going to do a couple of his movies. It's yeah, pretty, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a like, fucking okay, tangled well, web. It's a Gordian knot of fucking yeah. horror mythology. Because, yeah, you have the first two. And then Season of the Witch, which we have covered, mm -hmm. that is unrelated to everything Anything. else. Yeah, so it I guess is... we only have 12 movies to go. Yeah, we have we've did sequel of the of the, or we did season of the witch. <laughs> sequel of the witch. Of the witch. <laughs> I like that one better. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, uh, and then it's like, oh no no yeah, then they make like more, mm -hmm. and it's like the return of Michael Myers yeah. is part four. Yeah, and then it's the revenge of Michael Myers, which isn't that everything anyway. <laughs> it's the why would he have his revenge? And, yeah, and then like those six are you know the five of them. Mm -hmm are their own thing and then 
Halloween H2O is like, yeah, only the first two count. And then they do their own thing. Then my, uh, Rob Zombie does his own thing. Mm-hmm. And then the new ones are just like, eh, only the first Halloween counts. <laughs> we're really only just, we're taking it back back to basics. The first one's the only, which is a bummer because the second one, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the second one. We'll talk about it when we talk about it, but. Yeah, later. Uh, at some point, we're going to talk about the sequel. But yeah, it's. There isn't, there's one specific detail is why they, mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah, fuck it. Spoilers it to a matter. movie. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, in Halloween two, they say that Lori is Michael's brother. <laughs> no, Lori is Michael's sister. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's why they were like this. This uh, gender this swap. Work. We didn't. We don't know how to rectify this. Fuck <laughs> it. It's like really controversial brain. for 1980. It's like not even. It's not even that. It's just they don't know how to. It's just the writing of it. They just don't even know how to process it. Like it's no, like, we, that what? doesn't. That doesn't compute. But why? It's John Carpenter and Deborah Hill turned into a bunch of dum dums. <laughs> no, they had nothing. Yeah, they was like, whatever. Also, he uh, ostensibly fucking dies. Yeah. In the, he gets blown the fuck up, which mm-hmm. is why the return of Michael Myers is like, from what? Ashes? <laughs> well, Jason returns from everything. Yeah, but he's a revenant. Well, so is Michael Myers. No, Tommy Jarvis didn't. Lori Strode doesn't come out there and unbury him with Horseshack. Or I guess John Travolta in this case, because we got to keep the. Whack him around with a fucking lightning rod. That would be awesome, though. Yeah, she just, like, you know, digs up the grave and then just starts stabbing him. And then, it's, I don't know, a lightning bolt fucking <laughs> Young Tommy again. Doyle goes, <laughs> die, 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 die! Shaves his fucking head. <laughs> I'm going to be confusing all that shit with these Halloween movies. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be a big fucking blur. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, John Carpenter. I guess Breakout movie would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, well, I mean, about... this thing was a monster hit. I mean. Oh, yeah, on a little it, budget. A little like $325,000 making yeah. the money that it did. Knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah, it just which is why they decided to rip it off oh totally uh, well and i think that that's one of the things i really like most about uh this you know halloween one is that kind of down-to-earth kind of gritty filmmaking nature of it i really like movies that have to do that especially ones on a budget like it follows does a similar thing where they have a story and they don't like it doesn't it doesn't branch out unnecessarily. It, everything kind of keeps within the the boundaries that they have to, and I, I like that kind of storytelling. Yeah, it's a lot of tension, mm-hmm. and like if you look at it from an, in terms of a slasher, I think I watched this one with the girlfriend, and it was uh, it's not as bloody. Like there's blood, but it's no. not. It doesn't revel in the no. The death. It, it, it's like J- uh, Jason fucking Mike Mike Myers fucking only strangles people mostly. It's a lot of He's like hand, stabs, stabs, yeah. and a lot of but a lot of like hand. Uh, you know, he strangles people a couple times, like the girls he, he strangles. You know, the thing that I uh, like got out of it is mm. that uh, Michael Myers is a process it killer. 
Like, it seems like in, in my kind of, like, thing, like, he's much more interested in just stalking people. Mm-hmm. And that the kill is just like, oh, well, I guess I have to. Yeah. And it's just very, like, utilitarian. But he's much more, like, I think, like, he gets a thrill out of, like, the hunting of the people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, actually having to do it is just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's the part that's not interesting or even... Like in some weird fucked up psychology, like oh no, I don't want to get, I don't want to be told on, stab. Well, or just like yeah, like the kill is a is a part of it, but it's just like you know build, mm-hmm. like building the tension because you know, it's like well why did he drag, like make a big display and I was like because he wanted to terrify somebody. Yeah, he wanted to see what would happen. Well, I think that's almost like the interesting nature of Michael Myers is like even more so than Jason Michael. Uh, like you're saying he's he's a stalker but i even think he's because he doesn't have any personality he doesn't have any sort of distinction in and of himself he is just a veneer of humanity covering an essence of pure evil as dr loomis would say but what i think makes him interesting is like similar to that is like he's almost like an observer even more than that like i think he's like he kills people just to see what happens yeah like like you said he like he like props the bodies up for psychological torture i think because you know he wants to see how they're going to react in this weird like i don't understand how other people are and the only way i can understand them is by causing the misery and gauging their reactions well that's and that's the cool thing about mike myers too is that uh because we know so little about him really he's much more open for discussion especially in this installment yeah, he never says a word. Nothing. Um, he just credited as just the shape. Mm-hmm. He's not even like a person. No, because he doesn't have thoughts and feelings and desires. Exactly. He's just he's he's just a a force of nature that wants to cause harm. Yeah, and for its own sake. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even seem like he gets any sort of joy out of it, which is no. the big thing. Like Freddy Krueger gets joy. Out yeah, of Freddy. Hurting. Freddy. Freddy Krueger's having a great, great time murdering people. You know, Jason, it feels like an obligation, obviously. And Mike Myers, he just likes, you know, yeah, stalking the thrill of the hunt. It's just, he just is. It's like, why does a wolf, it's just because it is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, why? (laughs) Yeah. He just is. He just is. Yeah. Yeah, you want to just dive right in then? Yeah. That's what they always say in the podcast. Uh, we start with the theme, which classic is inescapable. Yeah, John Carpenter did this too because that's just it's what he does. What he does. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, like, yeah, the music work he does now, like in the late his later career, he does just a lot of music mm-hmm. and making like that kind of. He does a lot of good work. I check yeah. him out. Yeah. But this theme is iconic, and uh, you've definitely heard it if you've done anything related to this holiday at all (laughs) yeah if you've gone outside or gone anywhere near any human being on halloween it's 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 been around yeah that's one of the great things about it it's almost like a perfect sound for not just these movies but the holiday itself yeah very cool and that's something to bring up even from the start of this is the music does so much of the work for actually making this whole movie watchable is the wrong word because that's going to sound negative but it adds that suspense it adds the to the atmosphere of of everything well that's why i bring it up because like 
it's about the stalking. Like he's often in the background of places that he shouldn't be like, you know, if you pay attention, he's just always kind of there. It's mm. all about ratcheting up and building that tension. And the music is creepy. And it almost sounds like, yeah, because like it almost sounds like a stealth footsteps. Like mm-hmm. you could use it to like in that kind of way. And also the stinger like, like what do you, you know, mm-hmm. it heightens stuff or draws your attention to something when it shouldn't be mundane. It's understated, but it's, uh, it works. Yeah, the sound very just for the budget, like it doesn't feel like it's cheaply made. No. Well, it sounds well, it's very even to this day, John Carpenter has his own distinct sound, and that is what really comes off. It's more it's so unique even compared to like other movies of the time which have so many more I, I guess you'd say maybe orchestral themes. They use you know, you know, full on musicians and composers, yeah. and yeah, he just—I don't know—he, I think he just like gave, had the feel, right feel about it, and just made the music to it, and it—it it just works. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. We spend a lot of time with this theme as a pumpkin is just—it's mm-hmm. a jack o' lantern just burning away, mm-hmm. smiling his happy ass off in the dark while we see. Uh, the opening credits of you know everybody that's gonna show up mainly really wants to let us know Donald Pleasance is here and I know why he was the only known actor at the time but still it's a big just, get it's just funny because <laughs> he does like I'll get into my fucking issue with Loomis but yeah we get Donald Pleasance <laughs> as uh, fucking Sam Loomis and introducing <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. and mm. other people. Um, yeah, so we start Haddonfield, Illinois, 1963, Halloween night, mm-hmm. and we get an amazing wonder. <laughs> I fucking love this opening it, scene. It is impressive, even though it gets funny at times. Oh, yeah, but like for the budget, just doing this. Oh, one yeah, no, take this, is, this is solid. Yeah, is, uh, you know, uh, we watched uh, a guy and a girl like. Well, my parents aren't going to be home. Oh, just Michael's going to be around. But let's go upstairs. And then he goes upstairs for like five minutes and then immediately is like, well, that wraps it up for me. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, he's like put, putting his shirt on and he's like, all right, if I can call this night a win, I'm going to go walk over to the soda fountain if I can get me a shake and then lull myself to sleep <laughs> to a fucking comic book. It, uh, Yeah. I, I presume time was supposed to pass, but it feels like he was up there for maybe two and a half minutes. Yeah, he's a and, trooper. Yeah, uh, but our our shape, our, our person that we're following, because it's a POV shot, grabs a kitchen knife, uh, goes upstairs, grabs a clown mask, mm-hmm. and then puts on the clown mask, and so our view is blocked. Yeah, we only get little eye holes. Which is, it's really neat. Yeah, really cool. I like that little detail. And then, yeah, he goes and kills a uh, naked woman. revealed to be his sister, mm-hmm. Judith. Judith, yeah. And then runs downstairs, and then uh, car pulls up, and is like, Michael, what are you doing here? And then they just stand in, like, faux freeze frame. Not even yeah. They just stand there, just kind of waiting for something to happen. Yeah, his dad pulls off the mask. He's holding a knife. Looks like it has like strawberry jam at the end of it, 
and just staring just into nothingness. Something has snapped in the young Michael Myers. And yeah, and like I love it because they're both like everyone's just trying to stay still as they as they're like going out or like pulling away, and it's just like, are you gonna say anything, <laughs> son? Are you gonna do, do something? What? Uh, yeah, something go wrong while you're trying to make a sandwich? Uh, and it's, it's raspberry. Yeah, what's with the clown outfit? It's Halloween. Yeah, I know. I was just yeah. I don't recall our son ever being in a clown suit. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember, honey. You never gave birth to no clown. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it it's young, six year old Michael Myers, and he's he gets institutionalized. Yeah, it's October thirtieth now, nineteen seventy eight, a Monday. I checked. Mm-hmm. The Satinfield, Illinois, has the most bopping town for a Tuesday. <laughs> I have to say, like, I don't know. Bob in town be... though, everybody goes trick or treating at like six thirty. Like... Everyone goes trick or treating at like five, and then the parents go do. Whatever. I have no fucking clue. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> and... everybody, all the kids need babysitting because you know they're gonna go out for dinner, quote unquote. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, and uh, you know it's like Bob and and Linda are out there down in Bud Heavies in mm-hmm. their van, like. It's Tuesday. <laughs> well, it's Halloween. Party it's on. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> Party on. <laughs> I got work tomorrow. It's school. Yeah. Fuck it. Party on. It's Halloween. They and take Halloween like, very seriously in Haddonfield. And it's like, oh, we're going to go to the big dance tomorrow. Who does a dance on a Wednesday? The people at Haddonfield High School. They're like, we got to we gotta revel in what is Halloween. I don't know why we couldn't just have it on Halloween night. But the Haddonfield Hatters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, we, we meet our uh, Dr. Loomis mm-hmm. in a car with a, a nurse, and they're transporting. Are they transporting or picking up? I think they were going to pick him up to take him to uh, – because, like, Loomis is trying to tell, like – I think he mentions he's going to tell the judge, like, you got to lock him up forever, throw away the key, put him, put him in the hole – like don't don't talk to him. He's pure evil because that's all Loomis says about that's Michael. His, is pure evil. We've we've nailed down everything that you need to know about Doctor Loomis. Pretty much forever. Pure evil. He's uh, evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's like he, he feels nothing. <laughs> he absolutely will not stop until you are dead. Yeah, all that. Every is... everything. It's all that's that's all fucking Donald Pleasance does wrapped up in a burrito. And uh, yeah, the nurse is like, oh, well, are you going to what are we going to do when he gets there? I don't know. Give him elephant tranquilizers <laughs> for the rest of his life. It's like he'll barely be able to stand. Yeah, good. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> like, as you go up to the judge and this drooling uh, Hercules of a man. Just, doctor or judge, pure evil. Absolutely. Uh, as you can see here, this man in a puddle of drool in the nightgown is uh, <laughs> like, the embodiment of evil. He's a threat to society. Everyone. He's more him. machine than man now. <laughs> Twisted and evil. <laughs> like, he was a patient of mine, and he was always prone to evil. I spent seven years trying to reach him, and eight years trying to get him the fuck away from everybody else. <laughs> 
Yeah, man, they're so specific with like what Jason, like Jason and Loomis were like doing Michael. in terms of that. But Michael. But oh yeah, fuck it! I told you this was gonna happen. <laughs> what? See, no, it's entirely different. One wears a hockey mask; the other <laughs> wears glasses. <laughs> oh man, uh, Michael Jason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, George Michael. <laughs> uh, Mikey Mize. Yeah, and uh, the nurse is just chain smoking there, like, okay, well, it's time to pick him up. Oh, what are these? I didn't know they're free range psychopaths out yeah. here today. I was wondering, was that <clears throat> because Jason had escaped, or was that Michael? God damn it, Michael had escaped. That's a nickel. We're gonna put a, <laughs> gonna put a tip in the swear jar. Fuck it into the Jason jar. Uh, uh, you're gonna have like a shitload of nickels by the end of this uh yeah they my impression is is that uh michael escaped and in so doing took a lot of other people with him as like a distraction Mm -hmm. or whatever just to get him out of the like collateral in terms of his escape because we don't get much information on like we literally get they roll up to the the gate and they see people walking around and then Loomis runs he does something is there like a phone up there well he gets up and he tries to go to the gate and oh. just like what's pure evil he's evil yeah absolute evil right. where is the evil please bring me the evil i got to deliver I, the evil to a judge i request to speak to the boogeyman <coughs> formally and uh yeah then uh guy goes up on the car breaks it with a breaks a car window with a fucking palm heel strike well at first he does he grabs the nurse by the hair and freaks her out and then she like goes from the driver's side to the passenger side and that's when he breaks the window with the palm of his hand like like intensely strong oh god freakishly strong hercules of killer and uh he uh she escapes the car and he you know gets in and then drives off and Dr. Loomis runs up and he's like, Pure evil! Pure evil! Get that guy's plates. It's evil. <laughs> Call it in, but don't tell anybody. Pure evil. Call, yeah, we don't want to alarm the people that there's a murderer <laughs> on the loose. Roaming around, this being this, of pure evil. Psycho killer, Kaskase. Oh, God. Loomis. I have such an issue. He, he says, The evil is gone. <laughs> yeah, that is his direct like oh the evil is gone mm-hmm. the evil has departed this place well because even in the car ride he was like you know we'll just take it before the judge or like isn't it a he he's like yeah sure whatever you say yeah yeah i guess i mean you know it's a matter of opinion <laughs> uh not in my medical opinion lady <laughs> in my medical opinion this is a being of pure evil and evil has no uh has no objective gender I have a gun for the evil. Mm-hmm. It has a permit. <laughs> I have evil stopping bullets. Evil. I prescribe them for his death. So yeah, hey, anyway, it's October 31st. Mm-hmm. I hear that's Halloween. Yep. That's today. Yeah. 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 That is today, isn't it? Anyway, fucking... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Halloween. Synergy. Hadfield. It's Halloween Haddonfield. Biggest event of the season. 
Halloween and Field. <laughs> oh man. Haddonfield is like one of your like atypical places in Illinois where it's got clean streets, friendly folk, uh, you know, looks like a place you want to live. Oh, that's because it's California. Yeah, it's totally. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in that adjacent place to like Shermer, Illinois, where it's you know, that idyllic, idyllic version of Illinois. Because it's like uh, also it's one of those places in Illinois where it's sun up until six thirty. It's fucking crazy. I oh, uh, like, yeah. but yeah, it's because it's in uh, California and made it in the summer, and they had to source leaves and like just throw them for the well, set. We tank. also get some shots where it is obviously like, man, that weather on Halloween day is very strange at Haddonfield because it's really sunny, and then it rains for a while, and then it's really sunny again, and then oh, man, well, and it's like nice, and you don't have to wear a coat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not Illinois. That's not at all like Illinois. It's a fucking heat wave. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't they just set it in California? Was there a special connection to Illinois? I think that Illinois has, like, California, I would say, especially in the 70s, had a lot of, like, killers like that. But Illinois oh, might wanted, be, like, like a, sleepy, a sleepy town kind of thing. Even though I think Gacy was in Illinois. But the idea is that, like, it's middle America. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the kind of places that safest houses. Stuff like this doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, it's like any town USA. Like, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana. They're just so nondescript. Nobody cares. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, that makes sense That would be my guess, because California has, like, the big city or whatever. Also, California doesn't get more traditional fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and if you're trying to do that and have the nice set deck and everything, you. I hear you. That wasn't like me. I wasn't trying to shit. I was just like, oh, why didn't you? Yeah, but yeah, no, that makes that, that makes a lot of sense though. When you, yeah, well, like that that would be my. I have no idea. Um, Works for me though. Like that would be we my can guess roll though. With that. Yeah. Um, so Lori, uh, Doctor Dad, who is a, a realtor and not in this movie after this, like, yeah, drop off this uh, key at the old Myers house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and sell that. I'm going to go drive away from here and never come back. Hope you don't die. <laughs> I need to go get cigarettes. Have fun babysitting. <laughs> Bye. So, oh, man. Uh. Well, it's because it's the 1978. Everyone smokes. Oh, yeah. Like, they just Everybody. hand them out in the mail. Yeah. It's like a, they get them in your the rations. Teacher, the teacher's smoking in the classroom. The students are smoking in the classroom. It's Tommy great. Doyle's eight. He's chain-smoking yeah. camels. Exactly. <laughs> Michael's and fucking smoking while he's... Under the mask. He's <laughs> like, oh, man, isn't this great? Like, uh, why is there smoke coming out of your eyes? Mm, smooth. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh, drops off the... Well, she walks to the the house and, and drops off the key, and, and that's where we meet Tommy Doyle, aged, like, I don't know, eight? Age, whatever the hell. And he's like, hey, Lori, when we babysit, will you make me a jack-o'-lantern? Will you read re <laughs> you want to read comics? Can we watch TV? Yeah. Can we overthrow the government? <laughs> he's so much shit. <laughs> he's like, like why, he why, why, Tommy Doyle? He lists all these things. <laughs> like, can we make a jack-o'-lantern? Can we eat candy? Can we stay up late? Can yeah. we braid each other's hair? Can we can we form an insurgency? <laughs> can we investigate the death of Princess Anastasia? <laughs> can we fabricate a claim on Westlandia? Uh, can we figure out the mystery of D.B. Cooper? 
Can we build a boat to San Juaneo? Will you make me popcorn? Yeah. Yes, I can make you popcorn. <laughs> and maybe the San Juaneo thing. I'm not sure. I'll, look, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they go to the, the Myers house. Like, ah, I can't go there. Lonnie tells us the place is haunted as shit. <laughs> Bad shit went down to that house. Lori Can't you Strode. see the broken window? Yeah, nobody's going to want to buy this thing. Your dad's a fool. I hear there's a dead dog in there. <laughs> Sheriff thinks a skunk got to it. I don't even know how that fucking works. <laughs> Big ass skunks in Illinois. Dog-eating skunks. Everything looks fine except for the fallout like fauna and flora in the background. Yeah, it's... Like, I don't know how you'd sell that house. Like, you definitely, you repair the windows, at least. Yeah, I mean, maybe sweep the floor? Mm, I feel like the whole place gives a certain ambiance. <laughs> I love the fact that a rain gutter could just crash down at any moment and yeah. scare the shit out of you. <laughs> don't you want that in your life? <sighs> and they even have one person doing a showing, and he just kind of breathes heavily on the screen door as Laurie <laughs> drops off the key. Because yeah. that's all that Michael does. Yeah, he, Breathe he heavily. Left the, oh yeah, that's his only real. That's his only real feature aside from his physical feature. That's his only real personality trait is heavy breathing. Yeah, he is missing his inhaler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's tough to breathe under that mask. Well, and that's where Lori kind of gets stalked. I would say. Yeah, that's like, where she becomes her. She becomes, a, I guess you'd say, a target of Michael. I would say object of obsession. Yeah. It, like, for no other reason. And I think that's part of why, you know, when the sequel makes them related, it doesn't work for me as well. Well, yeah, it takes, like, the that kind of fear factor out of it could just be any any poor lady who just yeah. wandered by. You yeah, know, that's why what makes anything? it scarier. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like if they did a sequel to It Follows and it's revealed that the main lady was related to the monster. Yeah, like why? Why was that necessary? Yeah, it's just too convenient. Doesn't make any sense. That's just bad storytelling. But uh yeah. So Loomis look at well, she goes back to class then. And Loomis is doing what Dr. Loomis thinks, where he stops at a payphone at Haddonfield's 150 miles away. <laughs> He's still got a long way to travel. Jason was booking ass to Haddonfield from the fucking Smith's Grove. Yeah, and he's... Oh no! This is—he's outside the hospital because he's just spent so much time. He starts with this this guy is just like, well, he can't even drive, and he's like, he was doing a really good job. Did you guys do driver's ed at the crazy place? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he talks to that mustachioed dude, and the mustachioed dude, like, well, hey, it's not our fault that we left all the doors open. And uh, Loomis is just like, you're evil! Evil! Hey, we believe in free-range psychopaths. Yeah. They should be out there to run and free and frolic. You know, they're grass-fed. Yeah, that makes them, makes them better. <laughs> evil! Evil! You don't understand! Evil! He's evil on two legs and two arms and a head. Fingers, at least ten. <laughs> Two, maybe three eyes. I am not sure. I can never discern. 
but there's an evil behind those eyes, however many of them there may be. <laughs> Lots of evil. Just nothing but pure, pure evil. You're looking into the depths of hell itself. Do you not understand? And Donald Pleasance is frothing at the mouth of this poor man. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes have I, got all beady. Like, I gotta go to work. Yeah, I got, but... um, yeah. All right. You can, you can handle this, right, Doc? Evil! Evil! <laughs> Like, all right, well, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lori looks out the window, and then, yeah, there he is. It's the first appearance there. Well, the first full view. He's just standing by his car, just, like, looking into the window mm-hmm. where she's in class. Which is super effective. Like, it's very, like, whoa, man. Because there's something about that, that, like, the mundanity of the stalking is fucking creepy. Yeah, he's just standing there. Yeah, and nobody's doing, like, nobody else is like, oh, hey, ain't that weird? Like, Isn't that a man in a Bill Shatner mask that's painted white with the eye holes cut open more? Yeah. Hey, huh? I think you're right, Johnson. Get back to, get back to work. Yeah, that's just what he does, and we'll spend the like this opening part of the movie just being like there and like behind the bushes, and then he ducks away, mm-hmm. and like that's all he does. But Laurie seems to be the only one that even notices that he exists. Well, sometimes uh, little Tommy Doyle notices. Yeah, sees the shape. Yeah, I don't think he sees uh, the full-on Mike Myers. But yeah, that. She like has to answer a question for class, and and the class is just talking about fate, mm-hmm. which doesn't play into anything. I don't think. But... No, I don't think so because a lot of there's no like fate or destiny theme involved in this. I would say. Um, but yeah, she looks back over and, and is gone. The car is eaten, like just out of there. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, oh shit, she saw. Cheese it. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we see Tommy with a, I guess, a class-issued pumpkin. It's the Great Pumpkin, and then, uh, a group of, uh, shithead kids, uh, have the lamest bullying ever. Mm-hmm. The Boogeyman! The Boogeyman! The Boogeyman's gonna get you! The Boogeyman's gonna get They don't even, like, hit him, or they just... They yeah. trip him. Yeah, they trip him. They make him fall on his pumpkin. And it, it splits right open. And he's just like, well, fuck this. <laughs> I don't want this pumpkin no more. I can't do shit with this. You know, and it's another one of those classic Illinois schools that have the open air hallways. Mm-hmm. As we're so prone to seeing. <laughs> really fitting for for the state of Illinois. Yeah, you real know, big in the 70s. You know how nice it is all the time in the Midwest. Yeah, 70 degree weather. like Especially during fall and winter. Mm-hmm. High of 75, low of 75, not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> Welcome to Illinois. Yeah, it's uh, it's they put the ill in Illinois. <laughs> They're illin'. I apologize to my mm-hmm. friends and family. Thank you, thank you. Anyway. What, what so now Dr. Loomis is pulled over to the side of the road That's right, and to a payphone. Yeah. Like, He's there. I swear it. There's pure evil in your fucking town. You got to get the hell out of there. 
Don't notify anybody about the evil. Just They'll be try to gawk at the evil. evil. <laughs> yeah, that's such a fucking... Yeah. They'll try to gawk at the evil. They'll try to enslave it for their own means. They'll, they'll try to point fingers at it and throw cabbage at the evil. They'll charge nickels for the viewing of the evil. <laughs> uh, Cardi uh, Freak Show of Evil. We can't have that. He's going to be in jail, imprisoned, behind bars. Evil. In the Crossbar Hotel. Do you not goddamn understand me? <laughs> I fucking know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 150 miles away, you say. <laughs> all right, I'll be right there. <laughs> this is all he does throughout the entire fucking thing. He does one other very crucial thing. He shows up, he fires some shots, then he leaves. Mm -hmm. Our hero. Dr. Loomis. He's a doctor. He's <laughs> a doctor of evil. No, that's a different thing entirely. Um, yeah, so after Loomis uh, does that, we he sees that there's a truck abandoned off of the, the side there, mm -hmm. and that a, there's a dead guy. Well, he doesn't see that. the. Dead he doesn't guy. see. The, we see the dead guy. Yeah, we we get yeah. to we get to witness the dead guy. But Loomis, he finds uh, the lady had a a pack of matches to go with her cigarettes from the the nurse lady from the car that they stole. They're like these red rooster cigarette things. And uh, Terry uh, Taylor. Yeah, that's exactly it. And Loomis is like, that's a clue. Pure evil's gone been near here. Smells like evil. Mm -hmm. And he finds sure. the he finds the sheets, I guess, that the, uh, Mike was wearing. Yeah, then that's where he got the uh, coveralls. Mm -hmm. Or, I don't know, boiler suit? Suit. Not a suit. Tuxedo. Yeah, full of spats. He's <laughs> got his, his oil-soaked tuxedo. Yeah. Um... So, uh, yeah, Lori's now continuing to be uh, stocked. We meet up with her friends, Annie and uh, Linda. Linda. Yeah. Linda's a, a, a cheerleader, and uh, Annie is also a babysitter and the sheriff's daughter. Mm -hmm. And they, they talk about boys, and they walk and talk. And uh, there's more. Michael, like, is behind the bushes. Yeah. Like, oh, can they see me? No, oh, they <laughs> yeah, away. I hope they don't see me. And then, you know, he's like, oh, there's some guy at the bushes. And Annie goes over like, oh, he wants to talk to you. Uh, like, he wants to see, take you out tonight. And Lori's like, what? What do you mean he wants to take me out tonight? And she runs over and Annie's like, ah, gotcha. There's nobody there. You're going crazy. You're, you're a fool. And like, he he like drives by mm -hmm. and like, oh, is that the whatever? I think he's cute, and it's a dude in a mask. Yeah, <laughs> like she barely saw him for a half second too. Like, like I like his pale skin and his <laughs> non eyes, his sick, his sick, his sick complexion, and his fucking dark brown hair and the pure evil seething right out of his eyebrows. I think the boiler suit is happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, Annie says something to uh, Jason and the fucking another fucking nickel. Michael nickel! in the car. And uh, yeah, he like stops abruptly. And we just we wait on this moment where he just stops and, you know, we're building tension because what the hell is he going to do? Is he going to run him over? Is he going to come out and get him? 
But nope, he just drives off. But it does freak them out. It does, yeah. Um, yeah, because they're like, hey, speed kills. And then he stops. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he says, I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor. Just those two things together, though. Yeah. Everything else oh, is fine. If you have no sense of humor and only a motorcycle, I don't know how you fall on Andy's scale. You are, you're just rejected. No sense of humor in a boat? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Illinois, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about a uh, sense of, no sense of humor in a four-wheeler? Oh, Jesus. I think that's close. Yeah. No sense of humor in a hang glider. <laughs> I love a humorless man on a, a humorless man on a hang glider. I just, just got this image of this stone faced fuck just like going through the air, just completely not not enjoying any of it. Just like we... <laughs> I'm having a time. I can feel the wind <laughs> in my hair. Uh, magical but if you have a car you're gold you just have to have a bit of a sense of humor about it <laughs> yeah, like, oh annie are you okay <laughs> uh and then she runs into sheriff lee bracket mm-hmm. not the alter lee bracket the sheriff lee bracket uh, named for, yeah the, the screenwriter mm-hmm. um Famous, famous writer of Lee Bracket, who John Carpenter was a fan of, still mm-hmm. is probably. And yep, he is the father of Annie. Yep, that doesn't really play into anything. No, not really. It, I mean, a little bit for some of the. It, uh, I'll I'll take this moment to to say, if this movie is great on a first viewing, because you kind of you're getting the the real suspense, and you're getting the real tension of it. But if you've seen it before. Sometimes some things can hit like padding. Like, so there's going to be a scene later where Annie and Lori run into her dad, and it doesn't feel like it really adds anything except for a little bit of extra time to the final 30 minutes. Well, you know, we that's where he gets, he's like, oh, someone robbed the hardware store. It looks like all they took was a mask and rope. And I was like, Wait a minute, he had the mask, though, before. Was the alarm just blaring for an entire fucking school day? Well, that's what I was, like, did, I mean, did he even do it, or is this something to throw us off? Because he doesn't use rope in the later, does he? Uh, he might have to take the headstone out, but he's also preternaturally strong. Yeah, so. I thought he just ripped it off, right, ripped it right out of the ground. He's been eating his fucking Wheaties and yeah, just like Grrr! all they feed him is fucking protein shakes in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Smith's Grove Institution for the criminally uh, underappreciated. Yeah, you know what this boy needs? Protein. <laughs> just chuck, just chuck him full of protein. Oh man, maybe we can flush all that evil out of him. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's like uh, trick or treaters. And uh, Lori just kind of goes home. This day just this day just seems like it takes forever. Like she yeah. answers, she takes calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees Michael out of the window, and then he just hides back again. Yep. And, like right uh, in front of her face too. She doesn't like change her 
Her eyes do not change a direction. She's looking directly at him, but we cut to seeing him there and then cut back and he's gone. So obviously he turned invisible. Well, no, he's, he just, yeah, he, he's in plain sight. <laughs> we don't get to, we get to, we don't get to stake on that though, where we get he to does see the, him awkwardly hide behind the bush. The tattoo ninja vanish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So she gets a call and it's just chewing. And he's like, who is this? Who is it? And he hangs up and is like, oh, it was me, Annie. I just had this really big ball of popcorn, and I was just gnawing on it. <laughs> is that what she, I know she said no. she was eating, but this giant ball of popcorn. I just, like, what were you eating? Why were you waiting this long? She was okay. eating a really tough piece of beef jerky. She just, yeah. Why couldn't she, why she couldn't have finished that before she dialed the fucking phone? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, it's I had she's to, an inconsiderate I, asshole. I had to just eat this entire popcorn ball before the phone call went through. It was my challenge to myself, and I failed. I'm a failure of a person. Yeah. It's like a very... Uh, <laughs> never mind. And yeah, so she's like, okay, well, pick me up, and we'll go, because 6.30, we got to do our respective babysitting gigs, because it's Tuesday night in Haddonfield, and it's Yeah, the parents are going out to the party. There's one of those, like, fucking eyes wide shut masquerade balls in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 1978. That's what they're doing. They're having key parties. That's what they're totally doing. You're all gone to like, 1 in the morning. What the fuck else is there you going to be doing on a fucking Tuesday in I, Illinois? Yeah, I'm like, it's a school night. Yeah. Anyway, so they get... Uh, uh, Lori gets picked up because Annie has her mom's car. And like, all right, well, let's get high. And... <laughs> As we all have to do when we drive through Illinois. As we all have to do when we drive through Illinois and deal with children mm-hmm. in the car. And, yeah, you can actually see the uh, the car, like, is following them, too. He's still mm-hmm. stalking them from yeah, behind. Yeah, it's those little details, because we're going to get to it, too, once Loomis shows up. So when he... Michael's... His presence is always felt, and I do like that aspect of it a lot. Where it's it's he's always very subtly there. Yeah, and it's like one of those things that you just kind of notice. It's mm-hmm. unease, you know. Yeah, it adds to that overall tension. Um, but yeah, they like all right, let's get high. Loomis is continuing his investigation by going to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go to the police first. Goes to no, the cemetery. Because you got to go. Got to catch the evil in the act. And the guy's like, <laughs> oh, fucking whole day behind. But yeah, he fucking finds the like. The graveyard boss, a guy, another fucking man in denim. He's fucking clad in denim, this old guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, fucking Judith Myers, plot 20, row 45. Lots of dead folk here in Haddonfield. Yeah, oh, you know, this kind of thing happens all the time. Old Charlie Barker, uh, he over and over to the town a ways back. You know, he went home, he ate his dinner, he said his prayers, and then he grabbed a hacksaw. And Loomis is like, are you, are you done? And he's like, oh, no, no, I haven't gotten into the grisly details. Yeah, there's tons of that show. Oh, my God, it was fucking horrible. There's an absolute tale of grisly murder and horrifying fate down to this poor family. Absolutely. Oh, no, I was going to say he hacked his finger off uh, <laughs> trying to get some loose boards. <laughs> They're not really comparable. I don't know why I told you the story. Yeah, it's but... absolutely damn grisly fate for that poor family. Poor fucking Char- old Charlie Barker died then and there for absolute oh. blood loss. Oh, gee, it's hot outside. <laughs> 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 I 
say, are you the little bit like, are you done? I got pure evil to fucking chase after. I don't need your oh. your tales of familial woe. Uh, we shouldn't be close. Look, yeah, there's no. 18, 19. Yeah. Nope, looks like there's a hole in the ground. It looks like somebody took a tire. At first I thought that, uh, once I realized that Mike Myers had taken the headstone, it made so much more sense, because I thought, wow, fucking Judith Myers was a really tiny lady. <laughs> <laughs> She's a pygmy. She was like... Like, what, did she shrink after death? Like, Oh, those damn kids ripping up headstones <laughs> with their bare brute strength. Yeah, goddamn Halloween tricksters is what it is. I remember one of those hellions picked up my Volkswagen and moved it across <laughs> an entire city block. Just picked it up over his head and walked it over to the next lane. We got real Shrunk. strong goddamn kids in these parts, let me tell you, Mr. Loomis. They've been putting creatine on the water supply. <laughs> They're fucking high as bobcats, willing to rip your face off. Oh, you know, I always told them not to put the PCP in the Halloween candy. <laughs> Nobody ever listens to the old graveyard keeper, Jim. Oh. Man, it's hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> Loomis, of course... Picks up on this as an act of pure evil. <laughs> pure evil. The senses are Desecration going of a grave? <laughs> evil. Evil. Absolute pure evil. This is not some tomfoolery by some neighborhood fucking hooligan. This isn't mischief. This is evil. This, There's yeah, a difference. There's a distinction. Okay, once you start fucking around with gravestones. That becomes evil. See, I have a chart between mischief and evil. <laughs> it's a Venn diagram, see? Mischief? Evil. Yeah. See in the see the center there? Yeah. That's Evil. where Mike Myers is. Lives in it. And yeah, this is this, does this when the kids meet the the sheriff and they have the like, oh, out the old hardware store. Looks yeah. like there's a robbery. This alarm's been blaring for an entire school day. <laughs> for we just were nearby. Haddonfield's fucking huge. And there's well, only two officers. Yeah, you know how kids are. Robbing hardware stores for masks and masks and knives and rope. <laughs> Nothing to be alarmed about. <laughs> it's nineteen seventy eight. What do they got to be alarmed by? Just yeah, kids. this is this was nineteen seventy eight is famously pre murder. Yeah. So <laughs> we didn't this, is the, this is the free will seventies. Attitudes relax. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, Yeah, you wanna go hitchhiking? That sounds rad. Yeah, do it, man. Fucking see America. Don't that get sounds like uh, the... don't get abducted. That sounds like the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, 19, thinking of the 70s, that's uh, how people were back then. Well, and, and also, like, they're like, so they're token up in the cars and they're driving by. And then she's like, shit, it's my dad. And Lori's, like, coughing, like, you're going to give it away. And I'm like, no, I think the smell's going to give it away, yeah, you fucking goon. They forgot that uh, weed, famously stinky. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're hotboxing in this fucking car. Yeah, you it's didn't gonna even roll sm- the windows down. Like, like everyone's gonna know. It's gonna mm-hmm. smell like Snoop Dogg's house when you step <laughs> out of it. I mean, it's 1978 weed. It's not that fucking good. But yes, yeah, the it's 1978. Is the, is the principle is the same, yes. Yeah, it's that 1978 weed that is just uh, weak as shit before genetics came in. Yep. Gregor Mendel is the greatest drug dealer of all time. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I believe Loomis also meets the sheriff around here too. Yeah, I get. 
Yeah, because he uh, he walks up right after. Because they this again, I don't really. So yeah, they roll up on uh, the sheriff and Ann talks to her dad, and they you know nothing really comes up from the smoking of the weed because he he isn't even like. <laughs> Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing. No, he he just re- relays that there's knives, rope, and masks missing from the hardware store, and that it's probably some punk kids. Yep. And then they're just like, "Okay, well, we'll see you later." And then she drives off, and that's when Loomis walks up, uh, panting and sweaty, and just with a look of fear all is in his eyes as they're darting about looking for the shape in the in the city that is Haddonfield. And, yeah, as he's talking to the sheriff, like, oh, we got to find him soon, uh, he just drives by. Yeah, that's like, one of right the things I love. Him. Yeah, he's just right behind him. If Loomis had turned around, he could have started running after him. Yeah, he wasn't hidden inside the building, Loomis. Um, but, yeah, that's just what he does. And Loomis then goes to the Myers house, and that's when they find the dog, like a dead dog. And mm-hmm. the sheriff's just like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, it's probably a scum. skunk or something. Yeah, and like- I'm like... How? What? I mean, if it was a Pomeranian, maybe. Yeah, we don't ever see it. And he's, uh, Loomis is like, oh, he probably just got hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's like he decided to kill a dog and, and eat, eat it, it raw. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and in doing so, looked to be a skunk. <laughs> it was like that's that's how his uh, animal murders looked uh, outside. Carnivorous skunks. <laughs> he looks like a carnivorous skunk. You know, there's some there's a dog detective who's you know investigating investigating Mike Myers concurrent to this one that we just don't see. There's a spinoff movie that I'd like to watch, like Pure an animated evil fucking like spin-off. what, like an Ace Ventura pet detective. No, or? no, no. You get like a like a dog detective. And he's investigating this dog murder, right? And it's, it's all the dog. In the background. So is this a detective for dogs or a detective that is a dog? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Dope. I'm in. Yeah. See, this is this will be like that Legion of Super Pets movies, but for horror. We'll mm. get. Uh, well, we can't. We won't get Dwayne Johnson though. We'll get. Uh, we'll get. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns can voice this dog detective. It's go. his yard. He is the big dog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as they're talking, a uh, gutter like falls and breaks the window, and Loomis just pulls out his fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, he's... as if as if Mike's gonna come in out the fucking second floor window. Oh and, yeah, like, he's crash capable in. of fucking. He learned a lot of shit at Smith's Grove, like parkour, like. Yeah. Oh, not parkour even. He's just gonna jump clear and clear in, the leap through leap windows. In. Yeah, he's a high jump champion of the universe. And this is where we get more of the backstory about, you know, seven years I tried to reach him. And evil, evil, <laughs> he's evil. If I could just nonstop evil, you don't understand, Mr. Sheriff. Absolute. He's not He's not like the Duke of New York at all. He's, he's not a number one. He's a number fucking evil. Uh, thank you for attending my TED Talk, Sheriff Brackett. <laughs> In summary, I would like to reiterate, and through un- no uncertain terms, evil. evil. Okay. Uh, well, do you think he's going to be around here? Of course he is. Absolutely. Where else would he be? Why? Uh, and the sheriff is like, well, I could uh, notify my other officers. and you We know, could put gonna... in an all-points bulletin, you know, let the radio and news. No. No. 
We can't Absolutely do that. Have, not. Have people searching for him? Are you mad? Uh, uh, that um, just seems like standard uh, operating. Well, um, I mean, you're a doctor with no legal authority, so I guess I'll listen to you. You, you, you seem to know what you're talking about. Uh, I'll, I'll just deign to your wisdom. Dr. Loomis, uh, you know, fuck me. It's not like I have a kid who could be somehow threatened by this monstrosity. Yeah, don't warn her at all. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, that's my biggest fucking... He just sta- Loomis just stands around fucking proselytizing about this goddamn Mike Myers. He doesn't do anything proactively, you know... Uh, he's just kind of, like, At the end, he does... But overall, he's just kind of a, a floaty character who's just there to say, evil, evil, absolute evil. And he doesn't do much more than that. Yeah, he Yeah, he just is there for the backstory dump. Yeah, and which to takes save like the a day. minute. He's, yeah, and he's the Calvary. Yeah. So otherwise, he just has to stand around yapping about fucking pure evil and whatnot. But he has a gun and has a permit. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> the sheriff doesn't even question it or look at his permit. He just pulls out a piece of paper. He's like, I got a permit. Yeah, all like, right, yeah. Well, you say you're a doctor, so obviously you have a permit. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Doctors have guns all the time. Mm-hmm. This is Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, what's going on with Tommy? Tommy's showing all of his comic books. Uh, I got a real kick out of him. He does have Howard the Duck comics, which was fun. He does, but he also happens to have, you know, characters that, uh, you know, he shows off his comics to Lori, and she's like, what? Dude, well, these are terrible. Copyright safe laser man, litigation free neutron man, <laughs> definitely not spider tarantula man. I I personally thought they sounded like knockoff Mega Man bosses. <laughs> they do. But I mean, no wonder she was like, these suck, Tommy. Like, uh, these characters sound lame as shit. I have to hide them from my mom. She doesn't like that I have them. She wants me to read more mainstream stuff. Yeah, she doesn't like this creator-owned shit. This is all like, <laughs> she she burned all my Robert Crumb comics. She's, she's like, yeah, Tommy, my son can't even read normal Superman comics. He has to read Neutron Man, whatever <laughs> the fuck that is. He has to read fucking, fucking discount fucking comics Laser Man. Laser Man sucks, Tommy. I can't believe I raised a failure of a child. What I'm leaving. Oh, Tommy Doyle, you're a disappointment. The D in Doyle stands for disappointment. Uh, and yeah. Uh, did you notice they were watching The Thing, though? I did. So, yeah, that's kind of a fun fact. Or mm-hmm. fun, like, could you tell he liked John Carpenter liked The Thing? You could. Crazy. You totally yeah. could. Yeah. And we, uh... Lori then goes and has a conversation with Annie over the phone talking about Ben Tramer. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. He is the cutest boy that Lori Strode ever did see. He is going out drinking with some other kid, though, on a Tuesday. My God, it's a Tuesday and it's a school night. It's How Halloween. Are you... It's Halloween in Haddonfield. It's the hottest fucking holiday they got. And just start crushing beers. There was a murder 15 years ago. It reminded them all of their mortality. Live it up every Halloween. Yeah, you could be like Judith Myers. Yeah. And not be alive on Halloween. Who wants to be like that? Dead. Yeah. The exact opposite of living it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and he's like, uh, you know, I talked to Ben Traber, and I 
told him that uh, you two want to bang. And he's excited at the prospect. Like, <laughs> and Laurie Strode's like, I said no such thing, madam. And he's like, okay, well, now that I've thoroughly blackmailed you, Paul said he could sneak out. Paul's a boyfriend. We've we've kind of glossed over a lot of the details. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Paul's going to come over. We're going to bang in these people's house. Can you watch this kid I'm supposed to watch while I do that? Mm-hmm. And Laurie's just like, yeah, I guess. And, uh, yeah, because Annie makes a met. Annie is uh, uh, inept and somehow spills melted butter all over her entire clothes and decides to get buck naked in his home. Yeah, this is, was really strange. She's making popcorn and then makes so much butter. Like, obviously, he's handing like, a, a giant tub of molten butter and spills it all over herself, like her shirt, her pants, everything, and feels the need to strip down and, you know, find a... Uh, find one like i guess one of Lindsay's dad's fucking shirts yeah and then go to the detached laundry shed yeah fucking Lindsay's fucking folks have palatial estate in haddonfield i was just like man that's gotta be a pain in the ass in the non-winter of illinois to go wash your clothes like you have to you know mm-hmm. i write yeah well i mean it is always a nice cool 75 degrees in haddonfield it's, yeah it's a it's a bubble mm-hmm um, and yeah, there's the a dog there named Lester that uh, she hates, and the dog is barking, and uh, gets sent outside, and uh, Michael kills the dog, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna say does it? He hugs the dog so much that it goes to sleep. Yeah, we could just infer that. Yeah, he's a dog lover. He mm-hmm. just gives a big old hug. Yeah, this German Shepherd named Lester. But yeah. They're watching the thing and talking about the boogeyman because Tommy's really scared. He's like, I see him. He's over there, the boogeyman. And then he disappears again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Annie, by the way, for her credit, continues the ineptus streak by locking herself in the laundry room somehow and then getting stuck in a window. As Somehow. Uh... She tries to escape the laundry room through this window. She doesn't pull anything away fully from the window. And then she gets stuck in the window. And, you know, I can't help but think that some pornographers saw this and took notes. Yeah, probably. This is is the source of a whole bunch of... Whole bunch of subgenres and <laughs> places. Just like, yeah, like a oh, laundry room stuck in a washing machine. You say, yeah. write that down, Johnson. It's good work at the porn factory. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, uh, yeah, that old timey porn factory. The right. union porn factory. Yeah. They could clock in and out. <laughs> Make... Big punch clock. Yeah, it's a living. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if you build it, they will come. Ha, <laughs> Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Lindsay uh, has to go, because Paul calls, and she's like, I'm fine. He, like, rescues uh, Annie and embarrasses her, breaks the bro code, mm-hmm. you know. She just, like, she just hangs up, too. She's like, I'll go get her. Just hangs up on Paul. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Can't even show up in our movie. The fuck? Yeah, I know. Well, he gets to survive, so I guess that's a bonus point for Paul. So, yeah, she arranges to get Paul over there. And, uh, yeah, that's where the kids are consolidated into one room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Annie takes Lindsay over to the uh, to 
I guess Tommy's house, right? The Doyle yeah. residence. Which is right across the street. Yeah. Still wearing just basically just uh, a no shirt. No pants. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Just her underwear and a shirt, like a, a button up shirt and a blanket. Mm hmm. And yeah, she. Uh, that butter was just, we'll never get out of those clothes. <laughs> she's like, I can't be walking around like this. I'll smell delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People will come after me. Like, like, oh, some sort of, like I'm some sort of walking ball of popcorn. Oh, look at this butter smelling tramp. <laughs> and now I know what today's episode is going to be titled. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she's like excited to go to her car. And so she walks to the car like, oh, forgot my keys. And then walks back and then he's thinking of her talking about Paul mm-hmm. and like trying to figure out everything that could possibly rhyme with Paul. <laughs> She's really into Paul. And Paul, don't, I'm not going to stall in fall with Paul and yeah. brawl. Mm-hmm. Small. Not, Paul's not too small to brawl and stand up to him himself stand up for himself and paul you know yeah she doesn't get very far before she gets fucking strangled yeah in the back of her car and uh yeah like i said it's it's just more of the like in some of the other horror movies that we see like it's it's just like a whole fucking stab and like all the blood and everything but here it's just like boom he's in the back and then he strangles her for a bit and then she's dead Mm -hmm. like there's no which is almost more unsettling than most of the stuff that uh, Jason does in Friday the Thirteenth. Like it makes me, it reminds me of how, like how Kelly Hughes' death in Part Eight is like stands out because of how bloodless it is. Mm-hmm. You know, with the the disco room. Yeah, where he just where Jason just also strangles her. It's, there's something like that is really, uh, I don't know, like. Taking the gore aspect out of it makes it scarier, you know, because there's like a struggle. There's not just like a, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. And yeah, Tommy um, actually sees Michael like carrying the bodies and he freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But nobody believes him because they can't see. Well, Lindsay believes him. Lindsay's a bro. Yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay's a ride or die. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. OG gangster life. Yeah, that's how Lindsay. That's how Lindsay is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Meanwhile, at the Myers residence, where Doctor Loomis has been ranting to no one in particular, <laughs> He's talking to the bushes, talking about pure evil. You know, yeah. have you ever seen pure evil try to eat a bowl of pudding? I have. It's absolutely monstrous and horrifying. He, he just doesn't. stares at the wall and stares <laughs> past the wall, eating his pudding tasting, evilly. <laughs> tasting none of the joyous flavors. What, a, what an absolute abomination Mike Myers is. Uh, he'd be eating the chocolate but not even savoring the flavor. No. And we gave him extra packs, too. He did not care. But yeah, Loomis decides to scare Lonnie and the other bullies. Like, they go up and like, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. And they're like, ah, oh my god, it's going to kill and us. Loomis looks pleased. He does. He looks so happy with himself. Like, ah, oh, uh, look at how I have helped prevent to death today. <laughs> uh, yes, That's mischief as part of the shot. Yeah, that wasn't evil. That was just mischief. No headstone was- taking there. 
And the sheriff's like, are you done scaring the kids? And they're like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, my Evil. God. Uh, like, okay, well, uh, should I be waiting here forever, or should I just hang out for your fancy words? And you're like, yes. I got plenty of fancy words. I got endless prose that I can say to you about the nature of evil and Mike Myers in relation to that evil. All right, so it's going to be a long night. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll tell the long. boys at the station to <laughs> brew a pot of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, we need more characters. We've run out. Uh, so the Bruce, Cruz, and Bob and Linda show up. Mm. You're right. I have yeah. a what? I I have a problem with Bob and Linda. <laughs> okay, I gotta tell you, they won't make it through to to be much of a problem for long. My so what question is, is, why did they need to stop at Lindsay's house to have sex on her parents' bed when they have a fucking van? Well, might be stopped that in a van. That's a 1970s grade-A fuck van. It rolled out the dealership ready to make babies. That's how <laughs> it is sold by. I mean, it is shag carpeted on the inside, like, entirely. It is, and it has, like, a bitchin' design. The guy that sold it was just like, bop, bop, this thing can handle so much fuck sessions. It's got extra suspension for the real business. Like, it looks like that's gonna, what it was designed you're gonna have for. You're to install a fucking, a fucking seat at the top for a lifeguard because you're going to be drowning in pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, GM designed it specifically. Like, uh, the boys and I whipped up this van so that you could have a nice grade-A fuck sesh in the back of it. Yeah. All kinds. And, every kind. Bob has the fucking temerity to go out there and crush Bud Lights or whatever and not use the back of that sick-ass van. Well, I got kind of the impression that Bob was kind of an asshole. No shit! (laughs) And he's just, like, fucking around with London. I think he just, like, like, savored the idea of, like, all right, do it dirty on, like... Lindsay's parents some bad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know Lindsay. Apparently, like he just knew of her. <laughs> and, like they, they go over the, and they go over the plan, and it's just like I'll rip off your clothes, you rip off mine. Like what about Lindsay? Like we'll both rip off hers. And I was like, Ugh. dude, she's eight. Yeah, I hope you don't know who Lindsay is, because otherwise that makes this whole van situation way more creepy, Bob. Yeah, this is uh, this is not good. And then they go in and like, oh. There's nothing in here. Mm. Yeah, all the lights like, are off. There's no, you know, no Annie, no Lindsay, and so they're like, "Awesome, this is great. Let's wait around till Annie probably shows up." Let's. You want to make out on the couch, and then yeah, Michael watches, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Let's go upstairs." And yeah, well, yeah, because uh, L- Linda calls Lori, or one of the somebody calls somebody, and that's how Linda finds out that Annie's, I guess, going to be out for a while. Yeah, something. that's why they end up going up to Lindsay's parents' bedroom and doing the business. Not for very long. Yeah, and like the phone keeps going off. It's like I can't while the phone's going. God, like take it off the hook. Yeah, <laughs> and then he gets back on her and like in a beat and like ah, and doesn't <laughs> make any noise. No, he doesn't. It'd be no, better if he did. He just be like able. he just gets back on top of her. He wriggles for a bit, and then he gets off. And she's like, "That was fantastic." That and I'm like, amazing. "You're full." Of, I was like, "You're full of shit." <laughs> you're, you're just being nice because he has a van. It's <laughs> like not nice like, at all. He was like, "Here's the like, ten whole seconds of romance." Yeah, this is what Bob can deliver on. 
Like, well, was he still wearing those fucking glasses too while he was doing it? Of course he was. <laughs> of course he. He wouldn't bombed. be able to see. <laughs> he would be able to find it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like turning off his targeting computer. It's like, no, that's my thigh. Stop it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's my belly button. <laughs> it's, like, it's the dresser, Bob. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's your van. <laughs> that's the shag carpeting. You need to you need to get out of there. Uh, all right, you found it and you're done. All right, here we go. Yep, all right, want a beer? And you're like, okay, well, you can go get it yourself, you asshole. (laughs) You fucking poor sex having son of a bitch. You can get your own goddamn beer. I, yeah, like, I noticed that they're just, like, covered in fucking cans of Bud Heavy. Like, they're even throwing them on, like, they have, like, a big old pile of cans. I'm like, Mm. how much beer do you guys have? Oh, fucking a van full. That's what. That's why they couldn't use the van. There's <laughs> tons of beer in the back. Bob was at a party. <laughs> it's Halloween. Yeah, hey, come on. It's Haddonfield Halloween. And it's only like, what, 730 at night? Come on. Yeah, that's the thing about this movie is I don't un- like. I don't know when it all takes place. Uh, Halloween. A lot happens. Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry to spell it out for you. I thought it like told oh, you right off the poster. Wow. I, you know, fuck. Mm-hmm. So Bob goes down to get more beer from, I guess, Lindsay's parents. Fuck it. You already fucked in their bed. Steal their <laughs> beer while at it. I assume it's Bob's beer. He's just stashing stash some in the in the fridge. I like to he, think that, before I like he to makes think that Bob getaway. decided to, to do more Halloween mischief after fucking in their bed to steal their beer. That's good. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rub, then... <laughs> rub his balls on their sacks. <laughs> he doesn't have time, though. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get fucking impossibly pinned to the fucking cabinet by the world's strongest fucking knife, yeah. like the chef's knife. Yeah, Michael picks him up and stabs him and pins him to the wall. Yeah, and probably my favorite little bit, like he admires his work. Yeah, he does like a head tilt thing. He's like, oh yeah, so that's what happens when you die. I wondered if I could I, do that, and I did. I, Go, I, I just kept thinking. I just kept thinking that he was just wondering how the knife did this. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like huh, huh? Physics. Wasn't that big? Of, wasn't that big of a knife? I mean, he was a he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Huh. Well. Huh. Gold star, yeah. Mike Myers. And then he decides to put a mask on a mask. He takes his glasses and he comes up. Uh, looking like a you know with an old timey ghost, yeah. Yeah, uh, Linda's like, ooh, like like what you see. Like you're not saying anything. Yeah, Bob, you're weird. <laughs> Bob, you're weird. You're acting weirder than normal, Bob. And it to the credit, of, I do like this because it is actually there is a point where it's like, oh, this is kind of funny. But when you actually know, it's like that's actually pretty creepy. Or well, just yeah, completely, it's... just no sort of like emotion and or interaction at all. Mm-hmm. that's just what he wanted to do like why do that because it's funny to him i guess yeah, and she goes through the phone and like tries to call Lori, and then that's when he springs into action and strangles her and mm-hmm. she makes a whole bunch of moaning sounds it makes it sound like a prank phone call or something yeah and Lori's like you're with bob i know that's not happening no she thinks it's annie oh does she yeah oh well my 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 statement still stands Exactly. Well, not with Bob. <laughs> well, oh, not we anymore. Gotta go th- yeah. Um, and Loomis, as he's just kind of hanging out, like, oh, shit, the car was just down the street the whole time? 
What the fuck? I, I should have, I don't know, searched around the town more? Huh. And uh, Lori decides to, like, I should see what's going on in that house. Mm-hmm. And we follow her. She goes up the stairs and finds, like, what I've described as just a fucking shrine. Yeah, because this is where the headstone is. Oh, and yeah. he's there. Um, fucking Bob swings out. Like, he like spring-loaded Bob. Yeah, he's like, Bob, I'm happy that uh, Mike thought that uh, somebody would walk into that room and walk right by it so he could swing down right at the appropriate moment. Well, and that all activates the thing so that she can see Linda. Yeah. And like, wow. Yeah. Huh. He's uh he's killed all the named characters in this movie so far. Well, not all of them, but not all of them. All the all the people that were intended to be victims. So he's you know, he's yeah, he's going, oh, look at, going strong. Look at my wrist. It's the final girl circuit. Mm-hmm. And like basically like the first one. Yeah. So he just it's like she is freaking out, and Michael appears. Like I love this one too. It's just darkness, and then you see the mask just come into light. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he like glances her arm and she falls down the stairs like up and over a railing yeah and then is freaking the fuck out yeah uh michael has uh really thought this through as he's propped the door closed with a rake yeah so she breaks open the glass with her hand and moves the rake Yep, and then goes across the street. Well, she freaks out and like tries to find help, but there is no help to be had. No, like, someone like, thinks it's a... yeah, somebody thinks it's a prank because it's Halloween, and you know you got some people like Bob roaming around with their goddamn van, causing mischief. Mm-hmm. And not evil. If, they, if only they had the chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only they had seen the Venn diagram provided by fucking Doctor Loomis. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Goes... I didn't think to make copies. I would have distributed them about, but I thought helping, you know, search and rescue plans would be terrible. Run across the street. She loses her keys somehow, so she has to wake up Tommy. Yeah. And it's just a fucking mad dash. It's like, just, like, lock yourself in the room. Don't escape for, like, don't leave for anything. Yeah. Fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. We haven't really talked about the actors in this, uh, but uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis gives, a, especially at this part, excellent performance. She is a standout in this movie, but she sounds so believable in this final, like you said, the final girl circuit. As oh, as. yeah. She is, like, top tier. Mm-hmm. Like She adds, like, a real legitimacy to the to the terror aspect. <clears throat> well, yeah, it it, it feels, very, like, accurate, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it... But yeah, Michael appears because I think it comes through the window. Mm-hmm. There's a window open, and she like grabs a knitting needle and stabs it into his fucking neck. Yep, and he's like, "Oh, somebody fought back. I wasn't expecting this." And he goes down the first time. He well, he sees his own blood and faints. <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> it's just I didn't think that I didn't think I had any of this stuff. Like. So she said he thinks that he's dead. He's like dead. He's like, okay, obviously I'm, I'm dead. Okay, I'm not dead. That's when he's going to get up. Yeah. And uh, they go back upstairs and she has to hide in the closet. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is also one that I think is really great. Cause he like fucks around with it too. And she's like trying to stay calm. And like, he 
eventually just breaks it down. She has to stab a fucking wire hanger into his eye. Yeah. This this is one, though, where it's like, it's 50-50, because at first it can be terrifying, and then it's like, Jesus, Mike, just fucking break down that goddamn closet door. <laughs> it's like, it's made of paper, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weak as shit. Um, yeah, and then she stabs him with the knife, and then leaves it again. She has the kids run out and, mm-hmm. like, go and try to find help. Yeah, run to the McGuire's place. Get him to call the police. Tell him Mark and not. Cherry. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lindsay's there. Lizzie's there too. Yeah. Fucking uh, along with fucking um, Mark. Or yeah, I already said Mark. Yeah, the other Mark. Both Marks. Yeah. And uh, so they run out, which is what alerts Loomis. And uh, yeah, Loomis <laughs> finally decides to do something. He goes where there's danger. Well, yeah, and uh, Michael gets up. You know, it like it was he the does first the one iconic. To do it. He does the iconic yeah. like sit up, the Undertaker sit up, but it's not. It's like it's reverse. It. It's yeah. Like, yeah, but it it is uh, really hard to fucking do if you've ever tried. Oh yeah, uh, yeah like you gotta uh, have some upper body strength because he he does it so like just very stilted. effortlessly. Yeah, Effortless, effortlessly and so mechanically. Again, he doesn't have like. Like Loomis keeps saying, there's no real human qualities about him. There's that, you know, mechanical aspect to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he gets up, and then that's where he gets unmasked. Like yeah. Laurie, and uh, you can see, like, yeah, he has a he has a one eye closed because yep. he got stabbed in the eye. And uh, then Loomis shoots him once, and still doesn't work. Shoots him again. Mask is back on. Mm-hmm. He falls up and over the balcony. Well, he shoots him, like, five times. Yeah, he unloads. Yeah. He's like, I've been waiting to use this for damn near 15 years, and I'm going to use it right now. I'm going to destroy evil. It's what I've been fucking talking about this entire movie. And, yeah, he goes over and over. We see him. He's laying on the on the ground, defeated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, was that the was that the boogeyman? And I, yeah, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at it again, and then Michael is gone. And yeah, I love that. And Lori is just sobbing, mm-hmm. and like it, it. And then we just go to still shots of the like the locations and like how they are, and we just hear the heavy breathing. And he's just out there, and mm-hmm. could be out there. Like, yeah, it's a great way to end it. Like, really, really solid ending. I really like that. Yeah, like you know, because we're used to the the Fridays where they defeat him. Yeah, and, one way like, or another, or you know. He falls into some toxic waste and turns into a small child. Turns into a little boy. You know. So far, Jason, or Michael hasn't done that. Yet. Yet. There's still time. <laughs> he hasn't gotten into space yet, either. There's like 11 movies. We, we Something's going to happen. But yeah, this this movie's great. Yeah, really solid. Like I said, it, this is it's best on your first viewing. You know, it's like this This movie works the best if you don't have any preconceived notes. Like, have some preconceived notions, but just go in, you know, as is. If you've never seen it before, it's awesome. But if you have seen it before, even though I still like it, there are parts that really drag because you know what's going to happen. So it takes the, the suspense out of it. But I can yeah. st- you still really appreciate the, like, it does have some great, like, world building. A lot of really solid acting from all of the actresses and uh my uh mike myers himself is very terrifying he has great presence he's he he has great presence and he f- already 
of course he's the first, but he feels way different than Jason, like we were saying earlier. And that's another point in this this one's favor. So yeah, yeah, the horror movie that I I really like, Halloween. Yeah, and uh, of course this is better than Season of the Witch, even though I like Season of the Witch. Yeah, Season of the Witch is solid as well. I just in case anybody just different. Care. Yeah, it, Season of the Witch is a perfectly fine movie. It's not as good as this one, uh, but yeah. I, I think this is a classic. It's a reason. There's a reason why so many things like it. It it basically invented a genre, damn near. Yeah, like or at least codified a genre. Yeah, which still, um, yeah. So we'll get to more Halloween Sometime. later. Yeah, um, at least one every every Halloween though. For, yeah, until it's done. Um, but we'll do the others as I, I would imagine we'll do all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and then go to Halloween. Yeah, that's probably, probably going to be the way of it. Yeah, I, I'd say that's likely what's going to happen. Uh, next time, uh, what are we doing next time, Dayton? Uh, I think it's going to be Interstellar in the Martian. Yeah. Uh, so that's the next two weeks. Um, so we're going to be doing that. And then after that, to round out November, we're going to go back and recomplete uh, Ninja Turtles and Indiana Jones yeah. in some order. I don't know what order it is. But... Whichever one we decide, you'll we'll tell you. Yeah, you'll you'll be in the loop when we know. You'll know. We gotta go to space first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that'll be the the plan. And then uh, yeah, we do have to go to space. We'll go to the Jason X in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. November's gonna have a space theme. Very space. Space. Um, so I'm excited for it. Uh, but until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Peace.